This is Authentically Alive for 45, where your hosts are named Kennedy and Kennedy. And right now we get to talk about some fun things as we're talking in the middle of a series called Unhealthy. Take us there, Ken. Also, we are walking towards Christ authentically and unashamed. About to say it. That's right. And that was our friend. (laughs) You're probably wondering, who is this talking, starting this podcast? Well, it is the one and only Alejandro Worth. I felt like that sounded different. Um, you know, I'm not going to go there. I'm really glad to be here. Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> but I, I am wearing a sombrero, I guess, when you made that noise is what it felt like. You're just, you're just receiving it different than you're I was right. speaking it. But my name is Alejandro, and I'm a youth pastor at Life Church, and it's a lot of fun. Ooh. And I actually get to work with Ken. And yeah, yeah so... Yeah. I'm honored to be here, hanging out with y'all. He's got a heart full of love for people, Jesus, and his kids. And so we're just happy to have Alejandro here today. But let's start this podcast off how we always do with the question, what has God taught you this week? Alejandro starting us off. Yeah, uh, God has been teaching me this week and now beyond the art of patience. Mm-hmm. Um, just been waiting for God to do something pretty fun in our our lives and prayed to him, all right, God, make it happen today. And he said, okay, I got your back. And he went ahead and pushed it two months in the future. Um, so I'm going to get to learn patience <laughs> for the, over the next few weeks. And mm-hmm. it can only be a God thing. When we pray for strength, he gives us opportunities to be strong. We yeah. pray for patience, opportunity for patience. Yeah. It's reminded me of like the analogy of you pray for your, like, okay, God, just give me the cake. Like, I just need this enormous great cake. And he gives you this stuff. To and he gives you the supplies, gives you the eggs, the flowers, <laughs> yeah. the mixer. What the heck is this guy? This is not what I prayed for. No, but this is how it's supposed to be. And you're going to learn through that. Peace works. Well, bam. And in here. What about you, Kennedy? What have you learned from God this week? Yes. God has been teaching me um, to trust him, even when it doesn't make sense, to trust in his timing and to trust his voice and um definitely obedience has been the number one thing that i've been going through this week and something that he put on my heart was that delayed obedience is still disobedience and i can't keep acting like i'm not hearing him just because it's not what i want to hear um mm-hmm. and so you yeah. can't <laughs> pick and choose when you want to hear god based off what the answer he gives you you can't pick and choose what you want to hear and then completely cut everything out that he's saying that um, is usually meant for your good. And so it's just like, I mean, you understand you have kids too. So like when you tell them, no, um, you're not doing that because you hate them and you want to withhold something amazing from them. You're doing that to protect them. You're doing that because you know that that's not what they need right now in their season. Um, And that's the same thing that God does for us. Sometimes it doesn't make sense to us, but he has a better plan for us and he has a way. And so just trusting in that and trusting that, um, it's going to be okay. And I don't need to know the answer. I don't need to understand what's going on because I trust in who God is and who his heart is and his love for me. But God is really cute. Please. Can, please. <coughs> no. Sorry, guys. I really, <laughs> I really had to cough. I didn't want to mess up those those words being spoken, though. They were really great. This is perfect, though. What about you, Kennedy? What's God taught you this week? What has God taught me this week? Ooh, that... Getting up in the morning is important, and it's important to have alarms. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, 
Um, I'm pursuing <laughs> Jesus through the fast, and so my fast alarm oh, went off. So he cannot eat no apologies. more. <laughs> Hold your kettle. <laughs> Um, there's been so many things God has been teaching me this week. One thing that is now coming to mind in this moment is the essence of resilience and how resilience is such a gift from God. And this week I've had the opportunity to really reflect over this entire year in how many hard things have happened that honestly you don't fully truly process the amount of difficulty it is until you're out of it. Because when you're in it, you're just kind of going through whatever emotions of it and feeling as much as you can within it. Yeah. But then when you actually step out and you can breathe again and you can like start to internalize, okay, God, what was I supposed to learn from this? How can I heal from this? Whatever it may be. Um, you really just see like, dang, this muscle of resilience is being stretched and strengthened so I can also continue to walk this path, God, that you've paved, but with like more strength to endure whatever is getting going to come. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a reminder of... <laughs> God did it then. He'll do it now. He's going to continue to do it. And we get to just, like you said, trust him, step in obedience, have patience, and just walk out that resilience. I like that. Yeah. So I love this question. We get to just reflect over our week. Am I right? Okay. But let's, let's jump into the topic of this podcast, which is unhealthy relationships i'm so excited for this one excited for this short series in general but i'm really excited for this one yeah and if you know us we're not the greatest with relationships (laughs) let's be honest (laughs) so why did we bring in alejandro because you're not the greatest either no just kidding Mm. (laughs) because you've seen more life than us and also you're a married man but also another thing you're really good like relationships aren't just romantic you're really good at relationally connecting as a leader as a friend as a dad um just as a mentor you're great at developing people and so yeah that's why we're here but so we got some questions we're going to ask alejandro them and we'll, we'll just see where god takes it you know what i mean sure yeah you ask the first one sure um let's start by asking you do you believe in god having quote the one for you like the one the one the one and only a singular mate ah you get it no can you explain that no oh yeah for sure Um, (laughs) (laughs) you know it's funny if you look at the history of the one that was actually something that came through like the roman empire when they started making plays they started talking about such fantasy um, that was never anything that we had. Um, when I think about the one, I think not anyone, <laughs> but someone could be your one if a few things. Number one, your relationship with Christ is like at the forefront mm-hmm. with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so being equally yoked is helpful. Um, also, just putting in the work. Like the mm-hmm. thing is, people talk all the time, like, the grass is greener, this, this, and that. Like, no, no, no. Like, your lawn is your lawn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> your relationship is your relationship. Yeah. If it's good, that's because you guys are investing in it. If mm-hmm. it's bad, that's because you guys are not investing in it. Mm-hmm. And so the one could be the one that God has for you, but are you willing to do the work? Yeah, that's good. The grass is green where you water it. Mm-hmm. Thinking back to younger Alejandro before having this perspective, did you ever find yourself getting caught up in there is only the one? 
This feels targeted. <laughs> question for you. Uh, yeah, I think I had the misconception with a lot of different relationships. Um, but like from how I grew up, I wasn't feeling loved mm-hmm. in different areas of my life. Yeah. So when somebody was like, hey, I love you, it was like, oh, heck yeah. Yeah. I love you too. Yeah. This is it. Yeah. Um, and when Dang. I had never experienced like God's love, then it was like, mm-hmm. I didn't know what that meant, but I was seen, I was, I was heard. Right. Yeah. And then when that void was still wasn't filled, it was like, this isn't right. Okay. Next person. Yeah. Who's going to love mm-hmm. Dang. That one, that, that one hit a little too close to my heart. <laughs> yeah. That it's so, so true bad. though. When you don't experience the love of Christ, you, anyone that tells you that you love, that they love you, you're like, yeah, I'm all in. I love you. This is great. We're great. You're meant for me. And it's just like, like you said, you still feel empty and there's still like that void in your heart of like, nah, this isn't it. So you keep trying other people and other relationships. Um, and that is just something that only God can fill in your heart. So, yeah. Just the false feelings, trying to fill that within all things, honestly. Relationships, even with food, I'm thinking, or alcohol, drugs, friends, people, romantic. Gym. Gym. Yeah, the gym. Yeah. If you're going into any of those things with the wrong motive and the wrong mindset, then you're bound to get somewhere that's just kind of empty. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, that could literally be shopping. That could be an addiction, video games. Like, we try to fill in the void of connection. Instead of filling it with Christ, we fill it with the wrong things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then we miss it entirely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. I kind of spun off from that question, but those were all good things. That was good. Here for it. Um, Next question. Yeah. So in Proverbs fifteen twelve, it says, A mocker doesn't love one who corrects him. He will not consult the wise. The question that we have for that is, when did the importance of having people in your life who will be completely honest with you click? And was it easy or hard for you at first to take in the loving truth someone shared? <clears throat> yes, it was hard. <laughs> yeah. And I think it... Please share a moment that it was hard. If you can remember one. We, we, we need experiences, stories. Yeah, it took me 20 years. Like, I, I think I was 20 when somebody was sharing something good with me. And I was kind of, like, uncertain because, again, my past of, like, not trusting people and being used by people that made me have a lot of guards up in my life. Mm-hmm. And so when somebody's telling me, no, trust me, you're going to see something awesome happen. I was like, oh, man, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And this man, his name's Kevin, great guy. Um, he actually helped me see and learn so much about myself. Like he believed in me like crazy to just keep moving and going forward. And it changed a lot of perspectives in my life of not only trusting people, um, but seeing the good that's in people's hearts, yeah. whether they believe in Jesus or not. There are some genuinely good people out there who don't yet know him. Um, and being open to some people is very helpful. Um, some people, you know, they're along a different journey and path, and they need some time to, for themselves to be exposed to Christ, to have some trust. You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. just some people who just aren't there yet, and that's okay. <coughs> Sorry, I had to cough again. All good. But, yeah, knowing, okay, well, whose voice is God telling me to listen to, and, like, who are those mentors mm-hmm. that I can trust? To give me that healthy feedback and yeah. also just knowing the motives. I mean, in this, the second verse, I don't think you read that one. The wounds of a friend are trustworthy, but the kisses of an enemy are excessive. Mm. 
So it's like, okay, if it's your enemy or someone who doesn't actually care about your well-being or your growth, they might actually just sugarcoat it and save yourself the weird awkwardness of that maybe hard feedback or hard truth. But in reality, like that's actually going to grow you and shape you to be a better person. But really quick, I love how you said Kevin believed in you. Um, I just was thinking of like all the times that we don't believe in ourselves and God brings us people to show us not only his grace and his love, but how we truly are set apart for his kingdom, for his good works. And like those people believe in us before we can even believe in ourselves. And I think it goes along with leadership too, of just like being able to see what is in a person and help them pull that out of them and realize that and fully embrace it. Alejandra has been a person in my life who has also done that for me. So yeah. shout out again. I like that. Alejandra. I also just think it's so important to make sure, like you said, that those are trusted ones because for someone, like when you don't have an understanding of what a trusted person sounds like and godly advice and counsel for you, then any voice takes center stage in your life. And then you start to listen to everybody and everybody's opinion. And then that can even fall into like, For me, it felt like a people-pleasing thing. And like when people were speaking into me, I was like, yep, this is it. This is what I have to do. But it's like, no, not every voice deserves center stage. And not every voice that auditions even deserves to be in your life. So it's Mm -hmm. like knowing who to trust, who to go to. I will say like one of the things I have in my life I learned from a mentor is having 10% friends. Meaning like Mm. 90% of the world will tell you what you want to hear. But then there's a small group, 10% Mm. of people Mm -hmm. who will tell you exactly as it is because they want more for you yeah, um, and they want to see you become the follower of Jesus that, you know, God wants you to be. Mm-hmm. And a um, few people in my life that I have like that. And honestly, we do it. We call it out of each other um, and we expect it. It's out of love. Mm-hmm. And if everyone has that person or a few people like that, then you'll see some fruit in your life yeah. because your arrogance isn't taking hold. Your ego is not in the way. Um, yeah. That's how God can move is when our hands are open to mm-hmm. receiving. Yeah, that's good. I'm thinking about anyone who's listening and they're like, okay, I really know these 90%, but I'm struggling about this 10%. Mm -hmm. What would you say is just like a tangible thing someone could do to even become open to that, pursue that, take those steps of action of finding, not even finding, but like allowing that 10% into their life? Yeah. Um, I think I would ask, I would have them ask themselves this question like, thinking through this lens, who in my life has told me hard things? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who's been willing to stand in the gap with me in a moment that is difficult? Um, or who do I see in life that is maybe living in such a way that I want to be a part of that too? Mm-hmm. And maybe getting coffee with this person, getting to know them. Um, yeah. My first mentor started that way. I just met with them. And I believe that they had the best intention for me too. Yeah. And so... Yeah, I mean, the 10 percent it's hard to find, but once you have it, and you don't want to let that go either. Mm-hmm. So true. That's good. Shall we move on to the next question? Yeah. Um, I was going to read off this, but I kind of want to ask one, like, going off that too. Um, how do you feel and how do you go about it when you feel that God's calling you out of a relationship that you don't think is bad, but you know that he's calling you out of it? What does that look like for you? How does that feel? Have you gone through that? Was it hard? And did you see the fruit of your decision and your obedience in that moment? Yeah. So relationships can be more than 
a few things, mm -hmm. right? It can be a relationship with a boyfriend, girlfriend. It can be a friendship. Um, I had a best friend for 10 plus years. Like we were friends in middle school. We grew up, got married, had houses down the street from each other. Like mm -hmm. legit, we were best friends and we knew everything about each other. Um, but there was a point in my life where I felt God was kind of pulling this relationship apart mm -hmm. in a healthy way. Like we were going in different directions. And also, you know, we just felt, it just felt different. Yeah. It was weird. Like, did we both believe in the same things? Yeah. But there was this unhealthy balance that started to occur where we would take precedence over other things that matter more, like our own families. And so God was calling us out of that. And I just remember sitting with my friend and saying, man, like, I think this is, this is our next step. And it was so weird because you do life with somebody for so long, you can't really imagine doing it without. And this is just my best friend. Like, this wasn't like yeah. a girl I had been dating, but man, he's been with me through so many different relationships even too. Yeah. Um, so walking away from such a relationship was almost like, God, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Are you sure? Like, this doesn't seem right. Did I see immediate fruit? Like, Lord, no. Yeah. It was hard because I'm like, how am I ever going to find another best friend? Um, and then I remember just diving deeper into where God had me and where I was serving. And I met this really cool guy named Chase. And we started getting coffee together. And then we started meeting other guys. And then that friendship group started to change again. And, you know, I just saw myself in a place where I was surrounded by people that were closer to Jesus and they helped me be closer to Jesus. Yeah. And it's not that the season of life that I had that best friend originally, John, who was the one for so many years, wasn't good. It was just, it was time to take the next step. Yeah. And God led those steps. And mm -hmm. then God did what he always does. And he provided. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because my hands were open. Even though I was scared, even though I wasn't ready to jump, he was ready to take, help me take that next step. Provided even more too. Like yeah. a community. and Weird. Yeah, and I think it's so important that, like, we're always so quick when things end to be, like, the enemy, the enemy, the enemy's trying to do this, yada, yada. But, like, God is in charge of endings, too. And Alpha and Omega? Yeah. Beginning and the end. That's right. But it's, yeah, just important That's to know. Because sometimes I feel like we give the enemy credit for things that God is doing in our life. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's seriously like, no, God no, valid. Man, wants you to Don't try to pull me away from this guy, but I feel, I know you have a heart, Jesus. We worship together. Now, like, we, you know, we probably shouldn't be, but yeah. Lord, like, you know, you got us. You got it. And he's like, no, get, no, stop. Get out of there. Let go. Get out of that relationship. <laughs> oh, goodness. It's like, okay. I, like you said, though. This makes no sense. I don't know what you're doing, but I know that I need to listen to you and, and follow those. And so that's cool that you experienced that. Yeah. I, I wish I thought that. <laughs> At that moment, I didn't. But looking back now, I, I totally see the fruit of what God yeah. was trying to do. Yeah, that's a good point. Like in the moment, it can feel so frustrating mm -hmm. and just rough turbulence. But it's worth it. Ultimately, it's so worth it. All right, I'm gonna ask another question. Go. Boom, boom, boom. When was the first time you experienced rejection within the terms of pursuing a romantic relationship? Uh, yeah, rejection. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thirteen year old Alejandro. Thirteen year old. Thirteen year old. We go Alejandro. way back. 
we're, we're going this back. This is an old man we're talking okay. about. 27, so 14 years. Yeah, that seems like a long time for some of y'all, but for me, it didn't seem that long ago. Uh, eighth grade, this girl walks in, and I'm like, dang. Man, all these guys are probably going to try and hit on her. I stand no chance. I'm so goofy. She's a new girl? She was a new, new girl. New girl, new girl. Right, right. I'm like, I got to take the obvious next step and do something that's like what no other person's going to be doing. Catch, reel her in. Right. Catch her like, in. So what if I lead with this poetic type of thing? Like, what if I try to like write her a poem? Something sweet. So sweet. Yeah. Right. And so the poem basically said like, she's ugly on the outside, but on the inside, she's totally different. <laughs> And that wasn't the direction of it, but we're both 13. Right. So she takes that story and she's like, are you serious? And I was like, yeah. And, uh, you, you know, it, it, I got rejected. <laughs> actually, uh, she started dating my brother. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, no. but in all things, God works, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, was gosh. He, was he good at writing poems? Listen, <laughs> I love my brother to pieces, but I always want to like, God, what's wrong with me? Why is, why does he get all these girls? Yeah, real. Um, okay, so on that note, from that first rejection up until, you know, being met with someone actually meeting you back in the space you were, or even up until being fulfilled by the love of Christ, mm-hmm. how did that start of rejection play out and how other things affected you pursuing relationships? <clears throat> so from my limited perspective, because we all have different perspectives, right? Mm-hmm. My perspective um, was I felt rejection my entire life. Like all the areas I felt rejected by family, friends, teachers, like it was, it was hard. Um, and so when that rejection happened, I make a joke about it and I laugh about it. I actually just rolled it off my back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, I mean, my own dad rejected me. Like, yeah. There were just so many things that I struggled to balance in life that it was mm-hmm. like, it was the status quo. Mm-hmm. And so when somebody, you know, I, gosh, I, it was just different when somebody stuck up, stood up for me. Like, like I, it, I don't even know how to explain it really because when Christ stood up for us ultimately on mm-hmm. the cross, like, when you really get it, there's this moment of clarity where it's like, you know, I don't care if the world rejects me. Yeah. yeah. Man, they rejected you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's okay. If this is the worst, that's not that bad. Yeah. Does it hurt? Does it suck? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially when you experience it until you're 19, because that's when I really became real about faith. Yeah. Um, but it's all for God's glory. Yeah these moments of pain and rejection, I mean, that could be what helps unlock somebody else's story who's mm-hmm. experiencing pain and rejection. Um, and maybe not for as long because you get to help them see that love of Jesus too. Mm-hmm. So I'm thankful for the times. Um, and I'm glad that I understand now whom I'm accepted by and loved by. Yeah. 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 Did you ever feel like like when you experienced rejection and stuff, did you ever find yourself in like seasons of not trying things or not trying to talk to people or certain things in fear of rejection? Like, was mm-hmm. that like ever? Shrinking back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I shared this story and 
everyone keeps saying, oh my gosh, like High School Musical. And I'm like, what are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) No. Uh, So in high school, actually, (laughs) let me refrain. Eighth grade, I got expelled from school. So I didn't go back to school until I was a junior publicly. I was homeschooled for those years. That sucked. But I went back to high school. And so I kind of just kept my head down. Like I just need to get done with school. I can move on to the next phase of life and do what I need to do. And then I was singing to myself one day, this girl who was a part of, um, you know, not choir, stage stuff, you know, plays and whatnot. She's like, hey, you have a great voice. Can you come by and do like, just sing with me a duet? Like, we'll do it together. We'll see what it sounds like. Would you mind? I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. Like, no big deal. Her and I had a class together as well. So it didn't make it as weird. Like, who are you? Weirdo. Um, so we went and sang an Adele song together. An Adele? Was, Adele. What, what song is it? Uh, someone like you. Can you um, sing a little bit? I could. Uh, but that's not for this podcast. We'll end, we'll end the podcast with that. <laughs> yeah, sure. Just keep listening uh, to hear Alejandra sing. So <laughs> I sang that song. It was cool. It was fun. I was like, wow, this is, this is actually great. And then um, this guy who doesn't need to be named, um, the next day in class, she mentions, oh my gosh, hey, like, way to go yesterday, in front of everyone, essentially. And this guy who's just kind of a, let's call him a jerk. <laughs> he, uh, he pointed it out, started laughing, making fun of me. And so other people kind of made fun of me as well. And I just completely denied everything she said. Like, I fell back into my seat. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And I then rejected the gifts God gave me. Yeah. I rejected being, you know, seen. You rejected mm. her. I rejected her. Yeah. Like, because hurt people hurt people. And that's exactly what I did in my mm-hmm. own pain. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that sucked. Mm-hmm. And it took me years to realize, well, who cares what people think? If God's love is over me and he cares for me and sees me and knows me, like, why do I care if mm-hmm. I sing? Now, if I sing, like, you know, not chalk, I'm sorry, nails on a chalkboard. Yeah. <laughs> maybe... <laughs> Don't but even be going that. around singing everywhere, but like <laughs> still, still a child of God. Yeah, that is seriously you need to watch this movie. But I love what happened. <laughs> I love that how you said that though. Like when you are so like fixated on being rejected, like you really reject the things that God has put in you to use for His kingdom and for His glory. Yeah, and you quiet those areas in your life because of something one person said yeah yeah That's just like good. we were talking about I was like about the, to say that the enemy i feel like what were you about to say i was gonna say about? how sometimes our biggest insecurities are the biggest place god wants to use yeah. us for his goodness and glory yeah that's what you're saying yeah yeah man well thank you for sharing that story can't wait for you to sing later <laughs> 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 let's go to another question okay so within all types of relationships romantic friendships whatever it may be um what is one core value and or boundary you have that you've seen help like a relationship flourish i guess you could say like a good foundation yeah. to have in relationships yeah so let's take the obvious jesus. right <laughs> the obvious answer be like well duh relationship with jesus yeah. like yeah. we're reading bible plans together look at us like yeah. we pray we're so cute we <laughs> do you see this look at this picture at this coffee shop we're reading the bible <laughs> Uh, and it's like on random verse too. Like it's not even yeah, just <laughs> like, why are you reading page. Leviticus? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. uh, no. So one of those, like, gosh, I read this question and it was really sticking out to me because what's the foundation of every single relationship that you have? Jesus. Okay. But what else? Like how does a relationship grow? 
Love. Okay. Communication. House. Communication. Oh, right? yeah. That's strong it. Communication. So if you think about it, communication in the beginning of a relationship is so big. Yeah. Like it just, it's a normal thing. Like you're talking all the time. You spend your days, hours, moments together. And it's like, you said a million words a minute. Because mm-hmm. you want to talk to each other. You want to hear from each other. And then as time goes on, mm-hmm. you begin to talk less and less. Mm-hmm. And that communication gets less and less. So therefore the relationship gets drier and drier. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's crazy that actually most divorces statistically are... They occur, people are like, oh, well, money or X, Y, Z jobs. Like, no, it's because you didn't communicate. Mm-hmm. Like you guys thought you were great communicators with one another. And then when somebody got hurt, they didn't talk about it. Mm-hmm. Or when somebody crossed the line, they didn't talk about it. And so there was no communication occurring. When day one, you guys couldn't stop talking to each other. Mm-hmm. But now day 2000, <coughs> you forgot what mattered most. Yeah. Um, and that's the same with our relationship with Christ. Like if we're not talking to him daily the relationship with him is going to be dry. Mm-hmm. Um, and it better That's not good. be a weird conversation. Sorry, I just made a look at Ken. Um, <laughs> Kennedy Foster. Yeah. <laughs> a weird conversation with what? Here's what I mean. Here's what I mean. With, are you saying I can't talk to no, guys? No, no, Well, that, no. <laughs> what I mean by that is like every relationship is real. Yeah. Your relationship with Christ is real. Your conversation with Christ should be the same. Yeah. If you're trying to sound important to someone, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're yeah. not being your genuine self. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're not just allowing yourself to be seen, if you're goofy, whatever you are, however God made you, mm-hmm. be that person everywhere. Yeah. Especially the way you communicate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then people are going to see somebody that they love a lot. And I want you to remember that moment, though. Like when you remember that moment, that feeling of when you are holistically yourself. Yeah. Um, because you're not only seen by the people around you, but also by God. Mm-hmm. And then continue to do that. Continue to have yourself be feeling as yourself, as God Mm -hmm. made you. That's so good. Communication is so important, for real. And our minds can think, I mean, I'm the biggest overthinker, as we know. And if you don't fill that space with communication with that person, then what's going to be filled is stories in your mind that most likely Mm. are not true. And it's like, you can literally get rid of that just by a simple conversation. Yeah. But it takes courage to step into the conversation for sure. As yourself too and being vulnerable mm-hmm. about it. Um, yeah. I was also just thinking of when you're saying like being authentic and communicating, like the first time I realized I don't have to put on a show for God when I'm praying to him. For one, he knows every single part of our story. But can you relate on this? Like going to prayer, trying to literally be a perfect prayer to yeah. God. But it's like God literally created you and knows every part of you and come to him with everything. Like, what you doing? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> this isn't you. Just like come to me with it all and lay it down at my feet. Because even then you'll shy away from prayer because you don't have the things to say. Because you think you have to have something to say and you think you have to have the right words. And I, I caught myself in a season of this of like shying away from talking to God because I was just like, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to bring to you. But it's just like, he's just like, come, come to me. And sit, have that childlike faith, talk to me, literally just pour it all out. There has to be, like, there's no, there's no anything. And every time I hear someone be like, I just can't pray. And I'm just like, no, like, just talk. Like, all he wants is your heart and to hear from you. He already knows what's going on. Yeah. Um, and for those of you who are starting to pray, and you're like, God, that was weird. I don't know what people are going to think. 
I just want to be the first one to say, hey, that was a really good prayer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's just you talking to God. Yeah. And the more that you can be yourself around others and him, like the more freedom you'll find. Mm-hmm. So keep it up. Keep praying. Freedom. Really. Then I'm even just thinking like how important it is to be yourself because when you're not, you're constantly like attracting and like getting in community community with all these people that you go home at night and you're like, dang, I really don't even like like this community I'm in because that's not really me, but I've just conformed to everyone around me. And so then you're constantly stuck in all these bad relationships and relationships that aren't pushing you to where you want to be, but it's like you haven't shown up as your full true self every time to find that community. Yeah, that's good. I think in our generation, a lot of people struggle with that because it is just society markets. Like this is the next best thing, follow the next best trend. Okay, let me follow like this group that is following all those things that I think I want to be that or that just seems cool, that seems chill. But in reality, it's like, no, no, I'm like, who are you? What do you like? <laughs> Sorry, it was the not fan for me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it just came out, not fam. Anyways, that was the point, basically. Yeah. I forgot the rest of it because that made me laugh. It's mm, good. Um, I think we should talk about like where to go when you know you need different community. You know that relationships in your life are not good, but it's not there yet. Like, you holding on to these bad relationships because that new community isn't there but you know you need to go you know you need to get away from that guy you know you need to get away from that girl but you're scared what are things to do or things that have helped us in those seasons of our lives that we can talk about yeah i mean if you think about it one of the most valuable things we could ever do is bring people in Mm -hmm. like that's just true about everything and so if there was a group of people who maybe you need to take a step away from, who is a trusted counselor, parent, leader, pastor, whoever you have in your life that is helping lead you or, or that you want to have speak into your life? Who could you let in, share what's going on, um, and allow them to bring some biblical truths to you? Yeah. Um, and then follow up with them, too. Like, allow yourself to just be seen. Um, and not accept the status quo is what it seems like, too. Um, like, we know we all need to make a step. Mm-hmm. But the scariest thing is taking the first step. Mm-hmm. Um, who said it? Somebody said it. But, like, the hardest belt to get in jiu-jitsu is the white Craig, belt. Craig said it. Yep, that's right. Senior pastor Craig Rochelle, he said that. Of Life Church. The hardest belt to get is the first one because nobody takes the first step. Yeah, I remember that. That one hit hard. I was like, dang. Yeah. That's good. Like, we all have to, a step to take. You just have to take it. Mm-hmm. Um, recognize that you're not going to make everyone happy. Yeah. Um, but if you're making the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, happy. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Yeah, sounds real good. Real good. His approval matters most. It's the only approval that matters. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Going along the lines of just like next step, like when you're saying, okay, I'm just in this space where I have no community. Like I, I have these people in my life, but they're not really feeling like it's a fruitful community. It feels just a little whack. Um, yeah, just simply take that next step. Okay, God, where are you calling me to go next? What do I need to change in my life? What environment do I need to leave? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just think of when I was lacking community literally two years ago, and I started praying to God, like, I know this season of alone you're using so heavily to grow me closer to you and to grow myself, like, get to know myself even more. But it's like, okay, God, I could really use some community. 
And I saw all these opportunities start to open. And so I tried to like pursue each one, just like seeing that next step. And then God led me somewhere where I never thought I would be led, mm-hmm. which was actually life church, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's simply, yeah, just taking an next step towards the door that seems open. And maybe you go through the door and it doesn't seem like the right one again. Well, that's okay because God's grace is so big and his redirection is so sovereign that if you trust him and you show up and you live for him and you glorify him in every step of it, he's going to use you wherever you are and wherever you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's back to just trusting him, I guess, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny about your story though too, Ken, is how you started to serve. Yeah, that's that was like the main pull in. Yeah, yeah you talk about that all the time. That's a good point. Like yes. you, you got connected and plugged that's in. That's what we were talking about church. the other day, yeah. Like is if you do that, and it's, you know, wherever you're at, like it doesn't matter. If you get connected into community like that, you're going to find people that you're going to want to spend time with. Yeah. And then, you know, you go get some coffees and figure out if they're weird or not. If they're weird, <laughs> that's okay. There's always other people you can get coffee with. <laughs> um, but it's, it's okay to speed date for relationships that matter. Yeah, and not your Ooh, not like everyone is going to be the one. And I think some people are like, oh, I went to church and I met this community, but like they still just don't feel right. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. They're not all going to be for you. And like you said, it's kind of treating like, okay, they're a great person. Their standards and everything are exactly aligned with mine, but just not for me. And that's fine. But don't let that discourage you either. Just to keep going. Serving. So good. Like, it's not about us. It never was about us. He must increase. We must decrease. Like, when we do something outside of ourselves and we serve the community that we're in and the people around us, look how God uses that and places us in the right moments. Got this. So, to end our podcast, I think that we should talk about red flags because I think knowing these things will make it a lot easier for some people to leave, leave relationships that they need to leave and... We can even talk about some green flags, too. Sure. Yeah. All around. Let's start with boys. Okay. Romantic uh, relationships with guys. I can't speak on that one. They don't um, like chocolate or ice cream. No, I'm just kidding. It's <laughs> <laughs> a red flag. Oh, my gosh. Something funny is anytime I've seen a counselor or anytime anybody talks about relationships, they're like, typically, the, you know, the, the lady, the woman in the relationship feels this way, and the man feels this way. And every time I hear them talk about how you know, the woman would feel, that's me. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Um, so wait, I relate to yeah. a woman actually. I, I do love quality time. <laughs> <laughs> quality time is the best. That is that's my love. But red flags. Red flags. Yes. And I feel like even you can tie into of like your perspective of like dating stuff before Christ. And mm. I feel like all of those, like, not that they're all red flags, but now knowing who Jesus is and like him being yeah. fully in your heart you know differently than you used to. Um, I think the biggest red flag, of course, he doesn't pursue Jesus on his own. Like, if he's just pursuing Jesus with you or because or of you. because he knows. That you do. You're godly woman and you're like, oh, I'm going to use that. Yeah. Just to get no, no. in the door. Red flag. That's a red flag. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. He doesn't agree. I think... Wait, why do you not agree? I, I I don't not agree. Okay. But I think every foundational relationship starts with a good friendship. Oh, yeah. yeah. It has to. Absolutely. Right? And right. so if you're inviting and you are an evangelical, loving follower of Christ, like, yeah. then you would have brought this person 
to church a few times at least yeah. and mm-hmm. let them be exposed and allow God to do that work. And yeah. if you kind of aren't being guarding of your heart, then, you know, it's kind of like a ch- check the log out in your eye. Because <laughs> yeah. like, yes, this person may not be in the right place, but also you're healthy enough to know. Yeah. Um, and if you're not, that's okay too. But like understanding that Christ should be number one is foundational. Mm-hmm. Um, which I feel like is obvious just based on what we talk about on this podcast. Yeah. Um, for men or women like Jesus. Yes. Another red flag. If he's not protecting your purity, run. <laughs> so if he didn't buy you a purity ring, <laughs> run. <laughs> Uh, no, 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 run. Do you remember those um, No, but seriously. And, yeah. I agree. I mean, mm-hmm. look at how he treats people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you go out. His family, too. Look yeah, how he his, treats family, his family. Mm-hmm. Waiters, waitresses. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. service people are working. Like, I, I mean, the way people handle how they talk, how mm-hmm. they carry themselves behind closed doors open in the world like there's so many things that you could see and recognize yeah and then you can allow god's holy spirit of discernment mm-hmm. i mean to speak to you like hey this doesn't seem right yeah and if it doesn't seem right it's probably because it isn't and if it's too good to be true it's probably too good to be true and that's okay like because what you have to understand fully too is that something's happened to all of us mm-hmm. we've all been exposed to something in our lives especially by the point of being an adult and investigating a relationship like we've all experienced something that maybe we've never processed fully. Yeah, and so we're true. maybe not the healthiest person to be in a relationship anyways. Yeah. And so we also have to accept that people have things happen in their lives. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. I, I think it's really difficult, but red flag. Yeah. It could be just how he treats people. That's a good one. Just around the board. I'm trying to do it. Do you have red flags? I have a lot of them, but we should talk about, <laughs> <laughs> no, we should talk about some girls now. Red flags and girls. Shoot, let me tell you a few. <laughs> um, well. When seeking a godly relationship. <laughs> it's yeah. a possible joke, but it's going to target myself. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, I think ladies should pay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> um, <laughs> No. I think it's very valid to go every other person, by the way. Oh, 100%. Sure. No, every single time. I agree. Like, you pay, I pay. We both pay. Like, it's a hand in hand. Yeah. Like, um, Anyways. I will say, though, like, if she's, if it seems like there's a guy that's really close to her, I get it. There are friendships that exist prior to, mm-hmm. right? But I'm going to use my discernment and say, not fam. <laughs> she ain't the not one fam. yeah um, and that's not to be or hurtful. she could be but if she's like being super protective over that relationship yeah you know and there's again there's things that may have happened in the past like this is where communication matters where yeah. you talk about it like hey it seems like you're really close with him do i not know something like i want to be close with you and i feel like we are yeah like again it's clarity is kind, kind yeah. of just so like we talk about like the man should be like your person should be who you go and like confide in so like when we talk about like when you're going to somebody else to get comfort or to like talk things through then that becomes an issue and so i i definitely agree yeah that's good yep there are quotes but here we go <laughs> another red flag could be i feel like this is for both parties so i'm gonna say it uh, what they're doing on a Friday and Saturday night. So yes. Like, oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. 
Yes. yes. Maybe yeah. even on a Tuesday night, depending on what's happening. Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, truly. And it's not like, oh my God, they're reading their Bible. Look at that. Yeah. Um, but like even couch potatoing is not always the greatest thing either. Yeah. yeah. Like if that's your 24 seven. Yeah. But like maybe they're playing Monopoly at 4 a.m. Yeah. We, we love those people. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe they're, uh, at going the to the gym. They're at the church. Serving. Serving. Like setting we, up. Are, These are the better? green flags. Those yeah. The they're green flags. flags. So what are they doing to better themselves? Yeah. Um, because 100%. you're becoming Sorry. the person that God wants you to be. While at the same time becoming who he's preparing you for. Yes. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they themselves are also doing that. Mm-hmm. And they're not doing it at the club. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, and mm-hmm. sometimes they're doing it at the gym. Say it louder. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Like, just recognize that if you're trying to have the person that God wants and then is setting up for you, you're not going to find them in the places that you hope. Yeah. You're looking. Tinder ain't the one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, seriously. Bumble. It's like, where are or what's that Christian godly- app that you use that one time, Cam? <laughs> Upward? Hey, here's the thing. Authenticity. Yes, I, I used Upward once, and I highly do not recommend it. <laughs> well, even, it yeah. was a Christian dating app, okay? I really thought God was telling me to get it, but I it was instants, man. I wrong you. discernment. I think the right I mean, I think the last five we should talk about definitely goes right on that line, but it's like who are their friends? What do yeah. their friends do they look have, like? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or do they have a community? And if that, like, what does their community look like? Who's mm-hmm. pouring into them? Mm-hmm. Who are they running to? Who, you know, that, that matters so much. Show me your top five, five friends. Yeah. I'll show you your, your future. future. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. but then look at your friends too, while you're thinking about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, just make sure you're like, Hey, yeah. friends. <laughs> yeah. No, literally. Yeah. Um, that's good. so good. Yeah. Just allow God to speak to you. And help better you to become who he needs you to be. Yeah. And at the same time, with your hands open, receiving what God has for you, he may drop a person for you to receive as well. But the bettering doesn't stop because that person's there either. Mm-hmm. Like that's the journey that continues to grow and continues to happen. And if you just throw in the flag and you throw in the towel at that point and you're like, all right, cool, we made it. Uh, God's like, whoa, where are you going? Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> like always check yourself every single day and say, okay, God, am I where you need me to be? Mm-hmm. And if I'm not, what do I need to stop doing mm-hmm. so that I can start doing what you need me to do? Yeah. That is good. Well, we're about out of time. I was going to say, is there anything you want to leave the people with? But that was really good to leave yeah, them with. Well, anything else on your heart? You are amazing. That's a good one. You are. Like, look in the mirror. And instead of thinking what you always think, I want you to look at yourself and think, wow, that made me. Mm-hmm. With the story that I have, the feelings, the looks, all the things that God has made me into. I'm wonderfully made. And for some reason, he gets to use me. I get to use me. Mm-hmm. God, use me wherever you need me. My hands are open. And then I promise you that day will probably be one of the best days you have. Maybe one of the worst days. I don't know. Because God will take you where he needs you. Yeah. So be ready for it. Amen. Love that. You want to sing that before we stop? No. No, <laughs> just sing the song. <laughs> well, authentically alive for forty-five. Wraps it up. We always end it with a high five. <laughs> <laughs>